music. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake here, and the gambling episodes are back. I'm here with a professional handicapper, our board, my fellow Tribunal of Thickness member, Mr. Danny Domino, is in the house. Folks, this is our week two pick'em episode. This is college football, you know, all over the place where basically Danny and I enjoy losing money, gaining money responsibly through Bet Online, our sponsor over there. So, we're going to go across the comfortable landscape, make our best picks, and let you know how to put some damn money in your wallet. But before we do that, Danny, how you doing, my guy? Doing great, man. Uh, interesting first half with the Rams and uh, Bills. A little scared with my Rams plus two and a half tickets, but they came back. It's looking good. Both quarterbacks look awful, but, you know. And, that, well, Josh Allen doesn't look horrible, but that Isaiah McKenzie pick was kind of uh, – that, that, that's kind of misleading with the sideline. I, I so get what I you're saying, thought- though. I thought the McKenzie one he should have caught. I thought the second one was on Josh Allen, but okay, that one was pretty bad. That yeah, one was pretty bad. bad. But we're not talking about NFL today. That will be for a different show, different timeline, different multiverse. Which, if you're a Marvel fan out there, shout out to you, Danny. Take us through. Let us know where we're starting with off, and also let the folks know what the bankroll builder is, buyer beware, and lock of a lifetime. Once we get to those picks, which one do you uh, which one do you want me to start with, buddy? Let's do let's do the buyer beware first. I do want to help the folks out there right now. All right, perfect. So buyer beware. Um, this is just a line that I think is a little too good to be true, um, and that's USC minus eight and a half. So give me Stanford at home on the farm catching eight and a half. Um, David Shaw, I, if you follow me on Twitter at eighteen underscore w h e e e l e r. You'll see I tweeted about this earlier uh, in the offseason. David Shaw, I mean, everyone knows Stanford runs a good program. Last couple years they've been down. Uh, I expect them to get back up, getting eight and a half. It's a tough place to play. Um, And I'm not a big fan of Lincoln Riley to start with. I think their rice line was a little inflated from last week. They got three pick sixes, which is nearly unheard of. Um, And I'm going to go David Shaw. He's in the – he knows how to win. Um, he's proven he has a track record and catching more than a touchdown at home. I mean, that's, that's enticing to me. Not gonna get behind that. The only problem is I have a USC, um, Caleb Williams Heisman ticket at plus 900. And to me, Ooh, I'm not going to be going with you on that one. I'm going to steer clear. So for me, buyer beware folks is where it's a line that if you don't trust it, if there's, you're trying to find reasoning to basically take, take either side, I personally stay away from, but go into the mud Go with Danny, ride out with the Stanford Cardinal because he's not the only one who thinks that USC is somewhat fraudulent. But Dave, not Dave, sorry, Dave was from the show yes. earlier, my co-host. Danny, let's make the people some money. And this is something I think me and you are simpatico on. Let's go to the bankroll builder and fatten up our fellas' wallets. Bankroll builder, baby. Um, for those who don't know, bankroll builder is just something to, you know, it's a line that we think's off um, and the underdog has a great chance of winning. Um so I'm going to uh, Champaign, Illinois, and I'm going to take the Virginia Cavaliers over the Fighting Illini at plus 160. 
Uh, obviously, I'm going to catch the four points as well, plus four. But I think this 160, I don't think Illinois – I I was drinking the punch last week against Indiana, and they probably should have won that game. And I know you were on it as well. We were. Um, but, you know, I like Brett Bielema. But this team just – they can't score. Shout out to our boy DJ Matthews. Had seven catches for like 109 yards and a tutty last week. Good for him. Um, but if he's doing that with that quarterback they have, Brennan Armstrong is going to eat this secondary alive. Um, and they only bring back four starters on that offense, but it's Brennan Armstrong and their three receivers. And that three receiver group might be the best three receiver group in the ACC. Um, and probably challenges for top five in the country, three deep. So I just don't think Illinois is going to be able to score with them. Chase Brown is a stud legitimate chance to ruin some games for Illini opponents this year. But I just like Brennan Armstrong, uh, UVA catching plus 160 and catching four. I When I first saw this line, I thought the, the spread was reversed. So I'll gladly take the plus money on a team that I think is much better. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm also on Locked on XCC on Fridays. And one of the things I've been saying since the end of last year heading into this season is that I believe that Brandon Armstrong is the second best quarterback in the entire conference, primarily because he's a weapon with his legs, also has a cannon of an arm. And now you bring in Tony Elliott, his new head coach at UVA, who was formerly the Clemson OC and come to a lot of high-powered offenses. And to me, I'm right there with Danny on this one primarily. I'm a big Brett Bielema guy. That's my, bro- my fellow thickness brother over there. I love him. You, I, love, I know I love Brett, but the problem is the offense for Illinois is nothing short of putrid. Um, Tommy DeVito had a really good first week, but then he became Tommy DeVito of what we saw him over at Syracuse before he transferred over to Illinois. And with Brandon Armstrong, I think he, he does just enough to basically overcome the shortcomings of a really porous UVA defense. And to me, I'm right there with Danny. I think this is my personal lock of the weeks, which that means, folks, for those of you that are new here, this is our double down lock of the week. We are both on UVA plus four, and that means we also are on UVA plus one sixty. Ride with the boys, take the money. Let's ride with the let's ride with the Cavaliers. Let's go in there, go to Champagne, pop some bottles, and also in some victory with UVA plus one sixty for this week's bank roll builder. And now, Danny, speaking of bank roll builders, speaking of locks, I hear you have some very very interesting news for the folks out there over in Austin, Texas. Um. Yeah, so I got a, uh, I think we coined it, what, the lock of a lifetime? No, you coined it lock of a lifetime. Dude, Alabama first half minus 11. This line's a joke. This line is a joke. You're telling me you got a Nick Saban team who's on a revenge tour that's coming through the SEC, who's going to win the SEC. Their closest game in the SEC is not going to be closer than 21 you got Bryce Young, you got Jameer Gibbs, who got called out publicly by Nick Saban for his bad performance. The whole running back room got called out. And then you got that defense. I think Texas starts two true freshmen on that offensive line. They believe so. Yeah. They lost one player, I remember, two. One of their main starters actually to, due to injury for the rest yeah, of the well, season. Yeah, well, he was like a senior, and then a true freshman mm-hmm. took over for him. Yeah. Um, Against Will Anderson, of all people. I, we saw – listen, Jared Verse is good, but we saw – Walker Howard, I think, for LSU. Uh, I think that's his name, the left true freshman left tackle. No, Walker Howard's the quarterback for LSU. The, uh, uh, who's the Walker, the, uh, Garrett Dellinger, I know, is the one, is I think the center who had the snapping center. issue, but I'm trying to think of the other name, the kid's name on the other side. Whatever it is, LSU had a true freshman left tackle. 
who's ranked higher than either of these Texas recruits. And he got abused by, and I'm not talking bad on him, he got abused by Florida State's D-line. It was good. I think they're good. But you're going against Will Anderson and that whole front for Alabama? Like, I just – Texas has some playmakers on the outside. They do. Um, Xavier Worthy's a stud. But you're basically getting a kid who should be a true freshman at quarterback as well with ugly hair. I was going to – I wasn't going to say anything. The ball's gonna... ball not that bad, man. Dude, First terrible. you, now Dave. God, come on. It's not Dude, that's that bad, bro. terrible. I thought it was Josh Griffiths. Like, <laughs> move it on, move it on, move it on. But, um, man, I just don't see how Alabama doesn't come out. I'm staying. I'm, I mean, personally, I'll be on the minus 20 and a half, mm-hmm. but that's a line that just screams back door if Saban sort of pulls off the dog for Sark. Um, and the other thing, Sarkeesian said this game doesn't define their season. I understand that's proper coach talk, but you got the number one team in the country. If they're in the polls or not, they're the best team in the country. Coming into Austin, and you're downplaying it. I think this Alabama might be up 35-7 at halftime. I think my only concern, actually, probably with this is primarily. I mean, I understand the first half. I think is probably you should probably take it by halves because I don't think the full game. I legitimately do think that Sark has the weaponry and the offensive mind to actually probably excel against him. I mean, we saw with Ole Miss and Alabama, what, two seasons ago, where Kiffin actually was putting up points also on yeah. Alabama defense. You understood that, so I can kind of see something similar happening with Sarkeesian. I just do want to know, like, how Nick Saban is going to approach this because I know it's the big thing. He was, what, 24-0 against assistance, yeah. and in the past three games, he's 1-2, and two, mm-hmm. losing to Jimbo, beating, Jim, be, uh, beating Kirby, but then losing to Kirby in the National Championship game. So it's part of me believes that he may come out the first half as all guns blazing, kind of wanting to prove a point. Like I think my man's out for blood with Bryce Young, so I I I feel the vibes. I do understand where you're coming from, but I'm steering clear of this game primarily because I have a feeling that Sarka's planned for this game immensely since he probably got this job and knew this game was coming forward. Yeah, and see, I agree with that, and I would like Texas more if it was a seven on seven. Okay, but you don't have the dogs up front. You don't – I mean, you're starting two true freshmen. Your quarterback is the age of a true freshman. Xavier Worthy is a true sophomore. And John Robinson, what, he's a sophomore? Or is he a junior? Uh, I believe One of the he's two. a junior. I think so, yeah. I think he's a junior too. But when you look at that, it's like a lot of their main people are very young and they've never played in a big game. That's I mean that's a good point, but like I said, Danny, I can't go with this right now. I'm going to hey, give I, you my I, blessings. I understand. Letting you go by sometimes. Let me you know the good sign of a good gambler is you know sending you vibes. I'm going to be right there with you. I ain't taking this, but I like where your head's at because I do think the power play is either with a point total or seeing how the first half actually lies for each team. So if y'all want to ride with Danny, ride with Saban on his revenge tour against his former assistants. Take the lock of a lifetime, and if he misses this, I need to hear from him saying I was wrong. I led y'all astray. I'll, I'll be back later. I'll be back, you know, better than ever. Climb one one percent better every single day. The lock of a lifetime, Alabama minus eleven first half. Now, Danny, there's a game that we discussed in the middle of the week, where we're basically, as we said before in this program before, we're at odds with our odds. So, 
please take the folks to what's the game's going to be hard for me to make a point and hard for me to, to pick my side. Um, so I'm going to be in Gainesville, but I'm going to be with the away team. I'm rocking with Kentucky plus five and a half. Um, I know they still got some players out on suspension. I know their running back just got hurt. Who was their starter because uh, Rodriguez, I believe his name is still out on suspension. Yep. But, um, Man, I like Kentucky plus five and a half a lot. Will Levis. It's actually plus six now, actually, for you. Even better. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, Stoops, I think he's a heck of a coach. Um, And Florida, they look good. Well, Anthony Richardson looked good. But they gave up. They had a goal line stand on fourth and goal, and they got a pick in the end zone. But – to that point, and I've made this point to you several times, even when Billy Napier first got hired at Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 14 and one in the last two years, including the Utah game. 14 and one in one score games. A, so it's a one score game. So in the past two years, you what played 12 games each, 24, 25 games, 15 of them have been two scores. I like my odds right there or within one score. So I like my odds right there with Kentucky plus six, but Kentucky has the culture. Um, and last year, Louisiana Lafayette, who everyone said was a great team. Um, they beat Nichols by three. That's an FCS team that finished six and five. Mm-hmm. They beat South Alabama by two who finished five and seven. They beat Arkansas state by one who had a historically bad offense and defense finished two and 11 Georgia state by four. Who was bowl eligible. Louisiana Monroe by five, four, and eight. So all those teams, I can guarantee the spread for Louisiana Lafayette was much higher than six points. Um, I think Kentucky has the culture here after the win with Utah, which I thought was going to happen. That's a hard bounce back for a coach to come back to top 20, two top 20 wins at home in night games for his first two games to start at place. I like Kentucky plus six. Depending on how many Michelobes I have, I'll probably be on the money line. But I really like Kentucky plus six here. So this goes more with the fact that I was a big fan of Anthony Richardson probably back in high school. I thought he had all the talent in the world, cannon of arms. I mean, we discussed this off camera how we think he's yeah. extremely talented overall. He's a, that and dude's a stud. Not that dude is a stud. No, that kid's gonna be that kid's gonna be a nightmare for us to deal with at the end of the season yeah. at Florida State. But I think primarily. I'm taking Florida minus six. I know I took it originally when it first opened. I think I'm minus five, I think is when it first opened up at for a friend or a bet online where we got our lines at, primarily because I have faith in Florida. I think the rushing attack with Jordan and also with Travis Etienne's little brother Trevor Etienne is going to be kind of a problem. This is a very solid backfield. Their defense, their linebackers are okay, but I think they kind of proved a point, you know, against Utah with a very good offensive attack of Utah, even though with Utah. I think they kind of shot themselves on the foot a little bit more. My reasoning primarily is I don't believe in the Will Levis hype. I don't think Will Levis is a good quarterback. I think all this first-round mock drafts that we've been hearing for the past few months with him, I don't get it. I think it's mainly because he's a very athletic kid. He's big. He's strong. Has a good arm. But didn't he not lead the SEC interceptions last year? Um, I was getting ready. I just pulled my phone up. Yeah, no, Um, go ahead. Because I'm actually sort of interested with you saying that. I 
he might have led the um, SEC in interceptions. I don't know that. All so I know those, is- that that's one of the things though. Like he's not extremely accurate. And my also thing is you lose Chris Rodriguez, who was a big part of that entire offense last year, and that's also someone that helps to shoulder the load with with uh, Will Levis. So to me personally. I hate Florida more than everything else in the entire world. If you ask me to between Miami and Florida, I say I hope they both lose because I am t- I ain't touching either of them. However, I think Florida. I don't think that they're the twelfth ranked team in the country, but I do think that that team is better than Kentucky. I will take Florida with the minus six, even though I would like that number better minus five, maybe minus four a little bit lower. But I will take them all the way up to minus seven, mainly because I think Billy Napier against Mark Stoops is going to be a chess match. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a fun game. I wish I was there with you in Gainesville, but for, for right I now. I wish I was in Gainesville. I, I just know. meant that for the pick. Oh, you meant that for the pick. You're yeah, I got a wedding. There. Shout out Matt Kiger getting uh, getting married. Shout out, buddy. So I'll be there, not in Gainesville. No, nah, there you go. There, No one wants to go to Gainesville either. You need, doesn't, the team doesn't want to be there either. But, folks, the boys are at odds with their odds. Ride with Danny if you believe in Big Blue Nation at Kentucky plus six or if you want to hate yourself Ride with me. Take the Gators. Take the Swamp People. Ride with Billy Napier with Florida minus six. And now, Danny, before we let you go out of here, almost the 20-minute mark, folks, these are typically a little bit longer, but due to internet and also video concerns, we're keeping us a little bit shorter, just give you a little bit of a taste. Danny, give us one more pick and then fire off your six-shooter into the air once you're done with that. Ooh, so my um... – all right, I'll go here. One more pick. I'll go – the Chippewas from Central Michigan, uh, minus four and a half against South Alabama. Um, probably one of the top 10, I would say five, 10 offenses in the group of five. Uh, going against South Alabama, they put up, I think, 470 yards against Oklahoma State last week. Granted, a lot of it was garbage time. But South Alabama, they lost uh, your boy, Jake Bentley. I know you love those power five to G5 transfer quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it. And I just can't see South Alabama slowing this team down. Lou Nichols is a legit stud. Um, I'll probably highlight him a couple t- more times throughout the year. Um, but I'm on Central Michigan minus four and a half the last I looked this afternoon against the Jaguars from South Alabama. Let me double check to make sure that line is correct for our folks over there. Folks, head on over to Bet Online for all your latest sports action and most up to date lines. And it looks to me that's four and a half is, oh, no, it's not. It is actually at minus five now, folks. So take it. Still taking it at minus five? Take it. Take it. Absolutely. So folks, right. So then, folks, ride with the Chippewas, go up against South Alabama Jaguars, home of now former Florida State offensive lineman Dante Lucas, and also let Damian Webb, too, as well. Yep. Take Central Michigan, minus five. And then, Danny, let the folks know what the six-shooter is and uh, let me know when you're ready to fire. I, uh, Man, I'm, I'm ready to go. I got my notes down here. Oh, you got your notes down here? Well, we're not going to do the timing this down. time, but typically, folks, the six-shooter is when we do a rapid fire of six picks consecutively where Danny has one minute and myself have one minute to pick our six, six, our six <laughs> best picks. As you can tell, folks, late in the night, our six <laughs> best picks straight from the hip. Now, Danny... Let me know when you're ready to go. The timer's in the corner. I will start you when you're ready. I'll start at uh, 1945 here, all right? All right, there you go. One. I'm going to start with uh, UAB minus six and a half against Liberty. Uh, Charlie Brewer, who was the quarterback for Liberty, broke his hand, and they had to go to four overtimes against Southern Miss. So give me UAB Blazers minus six and a half. Uh, 
Uh, Syracuse minus 22 and a half. They looked good, and they're playing UConn. I'll fade UConn all the time. San Jose State plus 22 and a half. think this line's a little inflated. Uh, squeaked out an FCS win last week. Auburn has Penn State on deck. Great backdoor number, 22 and a half. Iowa minus 164 money line. Can't take the minus three like the under 39 and a half to there. Can't do that though. Tennessee minus five and a half. I think they named the score in this one. Uh, Pitt did not look good at all. And Pendant Hooker is legit. Uh, finally, Maryland Terrapins minus 27 and a half. Charlotte is awful. Just lost to an FCS school. Maryland has a true passing offense and that's it. 58 seconds. You got it in one minute and one second. No, clock, Danny. I want I want VAR. Well, you want VAR? You don't believe I want in VAR soccer. On you, you, this is the one time you actually be a soccer fan. But, folks, that was it right there with the six-shooter. I will give mine. I'll give a few picks of mine actually help from the top of my belt in about five seconds. But, folks, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this video wherever you get your podcast from. Now, starting off, at, give, give me a countdown, Danny, for the uh, my six-shooter up into the air. All right. Four, three, two, one. All right, folks, take Central Florida in tonight's and Friday's game at minus five and a half because UCF, led by John Rice Plumley, the three-name pilgrim, is going to run all over the very porous Louisville defense. Next, take the UNC Georgia State over 64 and a half because there will be not be a single shred defense played in that game. Next, take Duke plus 10 and a half and take the under 56 in that game. Two picks for one, mainly because Duke is better than Northwestern. That defense is going to be elite. Next, I'm going on a limb here. Give me South Carolina plus 265. I'm going out on a limb here for South Carolina beat up on Arkansas, mainly because Katie Jefferson is not fully healthy. And then lastly, folks, give me the whoo, Tennessee. Give me Tennessee minus six because Pittsburgh is an overrated team. Keen Slovis is not the quarterback that we thought he was going to be. Man, you were you were turbo, but you cheated two picks in one. Oh, yeah, that's why I cheated. cheated. It's, not che- it's not cheating. It's called proper it's- planning. And, folks, we're going to keep track of basically for the entire season how each of our picks do from week to week. Danny's going to be in charge of writing all those down by listening to them because I don't want to do that. And as a wager between the two of us, Danny, are you opposed to saying basically at the end of the season, since now uh, the Fanatics is dropping their player lines where you can now get jerseys with, jerseys with players' names on the back, are you opposed to basically buying a jersey of choice to the other person that wins? Absolutely not. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, when the season's end, you're going to be buying me a Marquison Douglas jersey, baby. Marquise Big 8-5. A Marquiston Douglas jersey. Well, then, Danny, you're going to be getting me a Dylan Gibbons jersey by the end of the season. I love how we're going with the offensive side of the ball, our big boys and folks. Thank you guys so much for getting locked on Samuels versus each and every single day. So please, if you can, don't forget, five-star reviews, either our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. And also, or if you're on YouTube, like this video, hit the subscribe button at the tippy tippy top so you know when new content drops. Dingle the bell so you'll be the first one to know when that content drops. And Danny, follow Danny at 18 underscore Wheeler, as you can see down below with three E's, L-E-R, Please. for all handicap picks. And also, if uh, the Alabama lock of a lifetime does not hit, Please let him know and please shame him into apologizing for next episode. But with that being said, this was Drake and that was Danny. And we'll see y'all next time on Locked on Seminoles Pick'em Edition. 